0: God is so good. He's so faithful. And, you know, we have been given such a powerful tool in thanksgiving. You know, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 2.14, 2 Corinthians 2.14, Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and diffuse and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. You know it doesn't matter what you are going through, you can always be thankful. It's not easy, but it works. It's so powerful. When we put our eyes on who God is, then it says that as we thank him, we will triumph. It's not optional to be defeated when you are thanking God it's not one of those things that okay well if I thank God it may or it may not work the Bible says thanks be to God who always leads us you know he as we put our attention on him as we focus on who he is what he is doing we put ourselves in a position for him to lead us for him to be able to show us what he wants us to do. When we put our eyes on uh, how are we gonna do this and we start looking at our own strengths, our own uh, weaknesses, all the things that uh, we are trying to figure out on our own, when we put our focus there, it always causes us to come a little short of whatever it is that we're trying to do. Have you ever noticed that? It's like the problem is just slightly further out of reach than what you can do comfortably. And you know, I think that part of that is because we are made to rely on God. If we could do everything all in our own ability, We wouldn't need a savior. We wouldn't need a God. But the fact is, is that we get something down and get comfortable with it. And then the next thing you know, the next task is just slightly further out there. And you're like, oh, that's so uncomfortable. And you start to look at yourself and you start to look at what you can do. And you start, yeah, I can't do that. There's just no way, I don't have that. You start to get stressed. You start to start wondering, how, how am I gonna get everything done? How am I going to do this or whatever it is? I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I don't know what to do. How can I get this done? And the more that we begin to look at ourselves and our own abilities, the more that we begin to feel anxiety. And God does not want us to live a life full of anxiousness. He said here in 2 Corinthians 2, 14, thanks be to God who always leads us in defeat. That's not what he said. He said who always leads us in triumph in Christ. He doesn't say he leads us in the way that we see the best to do it, you know, that in in our own strength and our own might. That's not what he said. He said he leads us in triumph in Christ. When we try to do things our own way, we can't see very far ahead. And so something that may look right for right now is not necessarily the right thing to do. And that's why we have to look to God as the one who is leading us into the direction that he has for us to go. It's not in our ability and I just want to keep stressing that it is not us that is causing the race to be won. If we were running the race, it would be like having you know somebody that has uh, you know some kind of deficiency trying to run against the best person in the world, you're gonna come short. But when you have God, On your side and he's at your back and he is pushing you forward you have supernatural ability and you know uh, the Bible says in Philippians 4 13 it says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me it's not something that we're doing um, by ourselves and most of the time stress and anxiety comes from that uh, when we begin to put our focus on this problem is just way too big. I don't see how it's going to be different. I don't see how I can overcome this. There's just nothing in the natural that looks like it's going to be possible. So you just start thinking on that and you know, you have a helper to help you think those thoughts. You know, he will the devil will be right there to just tell you this is You may have made it through that last time, but that was easy compared to this. And he will begin to uh, sing songs in your head of of defeat, you know, just letting you know how you're going to fail. And, you know, you just don't have enough time. You just don't have enough ability. You don't have enough wisdom. You just don't know what to do. He will keep putting that on in re, replaying it goes over and over. And then you know what? He'll wake you up in the middle of the night, and then those thoughts will be there, and you just are rehearsing that over and over. But God gave us a weapon to push back against that, and that is thankfulness. Like I said, you come in and you go to church. You may have had a lot going on, a lot of distractions, a lot of different things. You come into church, you turn that off, and you start worshiping Him. And all of a sudden, your perspective begins to be a little different because you start. What 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 changed? You begin real uh, focusing on who God is and what His ability is, and you're not looking at what you're doing, and you're not looking at your circumstance anymore. You're thinking of who He is, and yeah. Who I am, who he says I am, He's for me, not against me. I can do this. Yeah, rah, rah. And then you leave the church and you go home and all of a sudden it's like, but this is really big. That might've worked for the last thing, but it's not gonna work for this time. And, and you're like, wait a minute, I just lost that place that I was in. I, I wanna go back to church. <laughs> I liked it there. That made me happy. And And we just have to realize that even when we leave the building, we still have the ability to be thankful, the ability to look to who God is. Let's look at um, 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. It's not we gave ourselves the victory. It's not somebody uh, out here took care of us and thank God, oh, we got a stimulus check that gave us the victory. No, it's God who is the one that is at work giving us the victory. He may use people, he may cause situations to happen Uh, that cause us to have favor or different things that we need, but it is not, if our eyes are focused on who is going to do this for me, we have completely uh, limited ourselves. Because what happens is when we can't figure out who can do it for us, we get stressed. Well, there's just no way. I don't have Um, the ability and I don't know someone who does have the ability. I don't have people in my life that are trying to help me. I don't know what to do and all that time God's saying but you have me in you. Greater is he in you than he who is in the world. He is wanting to give you the victory he has told us right here thanks be to god who gives us he will give it to you he's not trying to withhold it from you just like he didn't try to withhold salvation from you he wants everyone to be saved he wants everybody to be filled with the spirit and have the evidence of speaking in tongues all those things are gifts he wants to give it to you And it's up to us in the sense of just realizing, okay, that's for me. That's for me. It doesn't have to be hard. So the victory in any situation doesn't have to be hard. What makes it hard is that we have to push back our emotions. We have to push back our logic at times. You know, I can't figure it out. I, I just don't know what, uh, how's that going to, I don't know up from down right now, how's this going to work? You know, sometimes we have to push back on those and remind ourselves of who we serve. We're not in this alone. He's for us. He's not against us. He says right here, he's going to give us the victory. He didn't say he's going to hold it back from us. And yet, a lot of times we think, well, You know, he just can't do it this time. And you wouldn't say it quite like that, but you, you in a sense, are saying that because you're like, it it just isn't going to happen this time. And like I said, you have help to give you those kind of thoughts. And uh, whenever you sense fear, you have to know that that is not God. He is not giving you fear. If you have fear, then you have to realize, okay, wait a minute, that didn't come from God, so I should not listen to this voice that's going on in my head. So if I am afraid, I need to stop and say, hey God, you are big, you are mighty, you are able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all I could ask, think, imagine, believe, He is able to do that no matter what. And so as you begin, oh, you are a good God. God, you know, when you begin to think of how he created the ocean and you start thinking of that ocean, you've seen it. You've seen how it just keeps going on and on and on. The tide comes in, the tide goes out. It just keeps going and going. You look at the sky, oh, and the beautiful sunrises, the beautiful sunsets, and you're just like, wow, that is so amazing. You know, God could have been really, really bland. But he wasn't. He created all of this beauty that's around us. And he said that the creation itself will prove that there's a God. And so if if you're struggling, just look out your window. I don't know if you can if you're in Boston because then all you see is cement. But if you can see the nature of God and just see, oh my goodness, that is God's handiwork. Every time I drive up into New Hampshire and see the mountains, I'm just like I'm in awe. I'm like, wow, that is pretty amazing. And you know, you just see it. There's just something. We we were driving through Connecticut today, and um, they have mountains and trees, and then there was all these nice clouds before the thunderstorm, and it was awesome. And you're just driving through all that, and you're like. Wow, just the beauty, the majesty of it. It is made to help us to see the vastness of who God is and to know that he is on our side. And he says he will give us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And if we can understand that the victory doesn't come in our own strength and our own might, but it comes through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's humbling. You know, people all around us reject Jesus and try to do it in their own strength. I don't need God. That's just for the weak. Well, sign me up. I'd rather be weak and strong in him than bumbling around trying to do it in my own strength. Call me weak. I'm fine with that. I will take that if that's what you think. But what you don't understand is I'm weak in myself, but I have the power of God, all that supernatural ability there to help me, to help me accomplish what he has told me to do. And he, that same thing is in each and every one of us. If he's called you to go into nursing, he will give you the ability to be an awesome, tremendous nurse. If he's called you to go into business, he will give you favor and he will give you wisdom and insight. But we have to seek him. We have to keep pushing back on the fact that we're trying to do it in and of ourselves. And we have to start focusing on who he is what is, what is his purpose for me to be doing what I'm doing? You know, a lot of times as people become more and more successful, it's easy to forget that God did it for them, that he helped them, you know? It's easy to start getting puffed up and, you know, the, the better that you get at something like musicians, you can become just a great musician. And you can begin to get puffed up in pride and think, oh, I sing so pretty, or I play so pretty. But you know what? We have to uh, reject that pride because pride isn't the thing that causes us to go to God. It begins to cause us to look at our own ability and our own strength. And then we get face-to-face with something that our own strength and our own ability can't do. And before we know it, we're flat on our face again. So pride says that it comes before a fall. When we begin to get comfortable in our own abilities, our own strength, then we end up falling because we're put into a situation where it just doesn't work. It's just not good enough. But the more that we continue to keep ourselves hooked to the vine that we are the branch of, The more that we stay hooked up with him then we can go and say you know what it's not me and to god be the glory for the great things he has done and thank god he was able to use me thank god i was able to be a vessel that he could flow through you know, and as we look at life through that perspective, we will have joy, we will have peace, and we will have victory. You know, it's important for us to be victorious because if we are the down and out, what hope do we have for the world? We have to be the victorious. We have to be the ones that are succeeding and enjoying life and, and able to express to others the goodness of God and who he is. You know, um, another scripture in Romans 8, 30 says, 37, it says no matter what we're going through, we are more than conquerors by ourselves. No, through who? Through him him who loved us because the more that we try to do things in our own strength and our own might, the more we get puffed up and the more that then, you know, once you start getting puffed up, you will have a helper to start making you feel inadequate because someone that's a little better than you enters your life and then all of a sudden you're looking at your strength and you're like, I'm so cool. And then you see someone that is like, "Whoa, <laughs> that person is cool. I'm not cool anymore." And then you're looking at yourself, your abilities, and again, you just start going down. You just start thinking, "I, what, you know, that's just not fair. That person has it all. I don't have anything." But you, you have to go back and say to yourself that it's not about you, and it's not about me, but it's about us doing what God has us to do, and then when we are in tune with that, he is flowing through us, and he he causes us, he gives us, he makes us victorious, he causes us to be more than a conqueror. There's nothing in this life that we are facing, whether it's persecutions, whether it's strife, whether it's envy, whether it's Lack, there is nothing in this life that can conquer us when we are hooked up to Him because He will give it to us. He wants to give it to us. Uh, Faith rises, like I said earlier, when you're thankful. When you Keep your attention on God, and you're so thankful. God, I'm so thankful I'm a part of your family. I'm so thankful that the angels are working on my behalf. I'm so thankful, Lord, that it's not of my own strength. I'm so thankful, Lord, that you know who you call, you've equipped, and so you're equipping me, that you have caused me to be victorious, Lord. As you As you keep putting your eyes, your attention on that, you have a promise that says you will be victorious. You know, anytime the devil tries to tell you you're not going to do it, no, the Bible says. The Bible says, I am victorious. It doesn't matter what you're, you're making me think right now. You know, you can go to a lot of different things, a lot of different places. If you're If you're in business, you can be around a lot of other businessmen and, and see how great they're doing things and their accomplishments. And it is, like I said, it's just easy to diminish what you are doing. And at that point, that's where, you, again, you just stop and say, I thank you, Lord, not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, by the spirit of God. By the spirit of God, he is the one that is causing us to triumph. You know, Peter, if you, um, and Ma- I, we won't turn there, but Matthew 14 talks about Peter walking on the water. You know, it, there is no amount of exercise that Peter could have done to make himself walk on the water. You know, he couldn't have eaten things his diet changed his diet in a way that it would cause him to walk on the water there just there was nothing in the natural that peter could do he couldn't drink enough water or whatever to make him like somehow stand above water there there was just nothing that peter could do to make himself walk on the water he was not able to do it until he followed Jesus' direction. And when Jesus said, come, he had the ability to do it. And the thing that caused him to sink was to realize, I don't have this ability. How am I doing this? How can I do that? But as soon as he called out, he was raised up. And and the thing that, that Jesus said to him is, why did you doubt? Where was your faith for this? And I want to go to, um, let me see where that scripture is real quick. Uh, 1 John 5.4. 1 John 5.4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. You know that scripture can be a little bit scary when you see that because you're like, our faith, great, I don't have faith. So I'm not going to overcome the world. <laughs> you know? But the first part says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. So if you are a Christian, if you've made him your Lord, and Savior, you qualify for this. You are born of God, so therefore you overcome the world. That's how it works. Born of God, overcomer. Born of God, overcomer. And sometimes we have to reprogram our head on that to overcome. I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. Every time that something happens in your life, I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. I'm not. Defeated. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above only, not beneath. That is in Deuteronomy 28. And I have to tell you, I learned that as a kid and just kept going over. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above only, and not beneath. You know, there's just times that you get into social situations. And you can start feeling like the tail, and you have to just start telling yourself, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not the beneath. I've got the greater one on the inside of me. And you know, sometimes you, 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 you try not to let your lips be moving <laughs> as you're saying it, because you don't want people to think you're weird. But you are self talking at that moment. You are reminding yourself of who you are. And you know, as you, that faith begins to rise. When you put your attention on who God is and what he has made you to be and what his word says about you, the more that you are looking to who he is and what he says, that faith will rise. The more that you start looking at yourself and everybody else in the room, the more that you start to feel like, I'd rather not, I just want to go home. You know, let me, you know, just go to bed. You know, but no, we are there because we're supposed to be there. And God, you have called me. You've equipped me on the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. The greater one is on the inside of me. Faith begins to rise. On that is how you get that faith. It's not faith in you. It's faith in who God is in you. It's it's faith in the fact that he is with you. It's, It's faith in the fact that he gives you the victory. It's faith in the fact that I'm born of God, I've overcome. I'm born of God, I've overcome. It's that simple. I'm born of God, I overcome. But you have somebody that's telling you, not this time. Did you see that person? Now that person's an overcomer. Did you hear her voice? Now that's a singer. You, every, everybody has different things that goes through your mind, that goes through you, and you have, at that moment, a choice. What am I going to do? Am I going to look at the circumstances? Am I going to look at the waves? Or am I going to look at the fact that I have the greater one on the inside of me? I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above only, not beneath. I've got the greater one on the inside of me. I'm born of God, I overcome. All those things, you just... All right, no, this is who I am. Another thing, you know, the disciples were given the task to feed 5,000 men plus all their wives and children. And you know what? They didn't have it in the natural. They did not have that ability. In fact, they're trying to get, okay, let's go through the whole place and let's, let's see if anyone else can help me in the natural. And you know what they found? Five loaves and two fish. It does not matter how much you cut that up. Naturally, you are not going to feed 5,000 men, their wives and their children. There's just not any way that that's gonna happen. So what do they do? They bring it to Jesus. What did he do? He fed the 5,000 men, the women, and their children. And you know what? There are things in our life that are way beyond what we can do. You know, sometimes there's physical ailments in our bodies that the doctors say, you can't do. Sorry, we can't help you. It's it's too much. We don't have the knowledge. We've done everything we can do. And at that point, you have to remember, He caused Peter to walk on the water. He fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish. He can do what he has said in his word that he will do for you. He said, you are born of God, you overcome. If you are a Christian, you overcome. If you are born of God, you overcome. How do you raise that faith? He said it. I believe what he said. I believe I'm born of God, I overcome. I believe, thanks be to God, He gives me the victory. He gives it to me. He doesn't make me work out really, really hard to get it for myself. He gives it. He gives it. As we follow Him, we are in the right place at the right time. We are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. We have the greater one on the inside of us. We are born of God, we overcome. You know, He wants us to succeed. So many times we're like, does he you know, well maybe he should use someone else because they're just better. No, he wants you to overcome. He wants me to overcome. He has a plan for you. The Bible says so. Before you were born. Before you were born, he said, hey, I will use that person. He has it. It's there from the beginning of time. And and the devil will do his best to cause people to cross your life. You know, middle school is just mean. It's just one of those times where it's like, I don't know what happens, but... People just start saying everything that comes to their mind. And a lot of the things that they say are not motivated by God. So they just start saying things to make you feel like, oh, there's something a little bit different about me. You know, everybody sees, oh, that's different. What, what, why do you have that? You know, it's trying to get you to focus on what is wrong with you, on your, your inadequacies. And right then and there, you have to be like, no, on the head. And not the tell. I'm above only and not beneath. I've got the greater one on the inside of me. I am born of God and I overcome. Just keep going through that and you push back from the very beginning when those thoughts are coming at you at a very young age. You push back on it and you say, No, I will not be defeated. I will not be inhibited. I will not believe the lies that have been said to make me feel inadequate, to make me not want to go into a room with other people? No, I'm the head and not the tail, I'm above only and not beneath, I've got the greater one on the inside of me, I am born of God and I overcome. That's our mindset because that is how God sees us. And as we worship him, as we put him and how, who he is, and we realize that's what's in us, that's the power that's behind us, that's, with, that's causing us to triumph, we will win. Thanks be to God who gives us. He gives you, he gives me. The victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's already been done. It's already been done. And our faith is built as we see who He is. It's not faith in ourselves and in our ability to get faith. All faith is, is believing God is who He said He is and that He will do what He said He will do. I believe, Lord that in spite of me, you can move through me. You can flow through me in spite of me. In spite of me, you, in spite of the lack of um, fish and bread, you were able to feed 5,000. In spite of the fact that we cannot walk on water, you caused someone to walk on water. In spite of the fact that people were sick and demon-possessed, he cast out the demons and he set people's uh, bodies free of sickness and disease and illness. He causes us to triumph. Not in our own might and not in our own ability, but in his strength.